welcome to week 13. Is that a baker's dozen, right? Baker's dozen. Baker's, I always got to get that confused. I always thought a baker's dozen was like half or something. I remember the first time I ever heard about the baker's. Well, I knew what a baker's dozen was, but ever saw it actually really used or come to fruition in my life, I was down in Destin at the donut hole. Go, you know, the donut hole, the most awesome. You got 13 donuts? Well, that's the thing. I ordered, Without me? I ordered a donut. <laughs> <laughs> ordered a donut. I was like, I'll take a dozen, and I ordered all those great donuts to have the chocolate angel and everything down there. And mm. I looked in my box. There were 13. I was like, hey, you gave me an extra. And they're like, oh, it's a baker's dozen. Ooh, boy. Did you have an epiphany? You were like, wait, wait, that's where that came from? I had more than an epiphany, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Anyway, but it is week 13. Yeah, week 13. Week one of the big school, small school playoffs, yes, and week, week two th- of the middle, mid-level schools. Yes. I like how we do that here in the state the of Missouri. Mids. Yeah, for Good sure. Good stuff. Not mid-majors, some powerhouses in those oh, classes, for sure. Oh, my Lord, are there ever. For some sure. Some matchups this week. Holy cow. Uh, which lead, three and four, a bit. Go ahead and start This off, preview, man. of course, leads us up to our final Miss 98 WCBI scoreboard show. Yes. It's a sad day. We'll, t- we'll get to that. Bittersweet. We'll get to that later, yeah. But uh, we'll start off with, uh, we'll start from the top and work our way to the bottom. Class 6A. Warren Central at Oxford. Ten and one Oxford, by the way. You know, ever since Oxford lost to Starkville, they have been practically untouchable. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this game because I think they're going to win. But I say that to say two out of the last three years, Warren Central has gone on the road and beaten a one seed as the four seed from Division 2-6A. That division that Warren Central's coming out of is known oh to sweep others. Gosh. You know, I mean, you're like, oh, man. Well, I mean, there were years when Tupelo was Tupelo a two was and they undefeated played. undefeated two years ago and Warren Central beat them in the first yep, round. Yeah, I mean, that happens. And that, didn't, that wasn't because Tupelo did anything wrong necessarily. It was just tough. I mean, how many years has Warren Central, Clinton, Northwest Rankin been a three or a four and upset our one or our two? Well, right? you and know. I'll say that to say this, too. That same year, I want to say this is correct, and somebody can correct me later if, if I'm wrong. But I believe that Warren Central came down to them and Starkville the last week of the year. I think Starkville, it was one of those points. Everybody was gonna, beat everybody's yeah. teeth in. And Warren Central like could have lost and not made the playoffs, won by X amount and been the one seed, but wound up as the yeah. four seed. So it's always a tight ship down there. We talk about divisions all the time and which ones are tougher year in and year out. That division is pound for pound the toughest in the state. A lot of parity. You know, even like oh, Madison yeah. Central's lost a few this year. They were probably the class of the division, you know what I mean, going into the season and – I mean, the other folks are just right in the thick of them. Well, and, you know, the Clinton's in that division now. They're they not going to make the playoffs. I know. They did not make the playoffs. Two years ago, they had Cam Akers playing quarterback <laughs> and won a state title. So, you know, it's just every year that division is going to be tough. Oxford's got their hands full. I thought that Chipolo had a really good showing against Oxford uh, last Friday night. But I say that to say that I really think that they, they're so dialed in defensively. All the attention's on John Marr and J.J. Pegues and that, that prolific offense. And, and for what it's worth, Oxford does not need to score 35 points to be No, they can win a 14-10 game. And be fine with it. And, yeah. and from what I saw from J.J. Pegues, it was one of the more impressive plays individually from a high school football player, athleticism-wise. This kid's every bit of 6'4", 270. He's, he might be the best athlete in the state and a top three football player. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't agree. And I don't know what position he will play. They may turn Who him knows? into a lineman when he gets to college. But he got a run at the 50. This is a 7-3 ball game he in the balance. On, I think he might play on Sundays one day. I I, I could totally see it. Uh, but, man, he broke he broke seven, eight tackles. And was just, ch- I mean, just moving. Like, I, I don't, you don't see big guys move like that. For sure. But, uh, I look for him to make a play and Oxford to win this one late. I agree. I like uh, maybe the game to swing on a Jack Tannehill field goal. Something like Could that. Could see that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Could definitely see big that. Leg Matt right Luke there. was in the house the other night to see old Jack. And for sure. J.J. and Hayes Hammond and everybody, Jacob Horn and I would love Trip him, Wilson. And I'd love for him to kick Saturday. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> the refs could use him. Just being honest. Uh, you're going to need more than field goals. Well, you know, a couple <laughs> dozens of them. Make you know? Baker's dozen. Yeah, maybe take a Baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if Ole Miss Final, won. LSU 42, Ole Miss 39. <laughs> if they won 13 <laughs> Could you imagine that order right? Anyway, moving on. It's not that podcast. Moving on. Man, probably the, my favorite game of all these big games in 6A, Tupelo at South Panola. Brian, man, man, take me back, Mac. Dude, this is a rivalry. And I'll, and I'll say this. Still I don't mind saying this. Old as time. <laughs> is that a song? Yeah. It's from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 
<laughs> but uh, we're, we're getting off the rails. We're in game two of six A. But no, it's got, um, me, it's got me sad thinking about the last <laughs> no. week. Um, but no, man, I saw this game first game of the year. What a football game it was! I think for the most part, everybody was kind of curious of what South Panola was going to have. Um, I think that everybody kind of was not expecting a lot from Tupelo. I guess. Great ball game, hung in the balance. South Panola won 21-15. Yeah. This may be the only playoff game in 6A that you can really throw everything out the window. You're right. Because You're right. They, these, I'm not going to sit here and say that these two teams don't like each other, but I think that these two teams um, have an equal amount of respect for each other. I think the coaching staffs have an equal amount of respect for each other. But when that clock turns from 12 to 11.59 in the first quarter Friday night in Batesville, it will be a war. You're absolutely right. And, you know, the crazy thing about this is this generation of kids is probably a little – players, probably a little young you're, you're right. to really be fully engaged in this rivalry. But the people in the stands, people on the sidelines, oh, yeah. there is going to be a lot, a lot of uh, – not yes, hatred, sir. but um, angst-filled angst respect. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, That's a great way of putting yeah, that. Yeah, you know, they're, they really want to get the better of the other squad. And Just to give you a I, – I can tell you, just when I was in high school – this game and Starkville were the only two on the schedule. I'll be honest with you. As far as, like, in the north was concerned, this was before anybody considered Madison and right. Clinton and all them in the north, even though they were. And this is when we were all 5A. Tupelo versus Starkville, Tupelo versus Salpanola, Salpanola versus Starkville, and Columbus was even in that mix. Yeah, back Anytime then those four tangled up, man, it was something serious. And I'm glad to see that I, – I'm, I'm glad for both sides that this was the matchup yeah. that played Olive out, Branch so. kind of crept into that hierarchy late. Yeah, they did. But, they but, really but, did. But then it all kind of dispersed, you know, class-wise. Yeah, class, class redid. Yeah. But, no, man, I, I don't really have a prediction for this one, man, because if it goes anything like the first one, I'm actually – I'd like to sit here and call a shootout. Both mm. teams really know right. how to score it. Sal Panola, a little bit unorthodox. They put the ball on the ground. Brian Jones' defense is absolutely red hot, even though in a loss last Friday he held Oxford to 14 points. Uh Brian, I I go and I like Tupelo. Okay, I like Tupelo to go on the road and slay the beast. I like that. I like that. Um, I'll say this: I actually like South Panola to win late. Okay, uh, but no disrespect to Tupelo, and the reason I say that, um, it's cold. Yeah, it's kind of wet. Um, Tupelo might have the better playmakers on the outside. You know what I mean? Games like this might slow them down, and South Panola can usually just grind that thing between the two tackles. You know, and that's and, what they do, and that's what they do. And you know, um, Tiger don't change his stripes. You know, no pun intended, well but played. pun fully intended. Well uh, and, you know, no matter how fast and speedy they are, when when it gets cold and the calendar changes to November, they just seem to control the clock. And I could see that happening late in the second half of this game. Be up 10 points, grind it out, something like that. Tupelo not have enough time to win in the end. I could see that happening. No, Run out I, of time. I agree. This is going to be a good ball it game. It's going to be a good game. Really good ball um, game. See, one here that I don't think is going to be a good ball game, but uh, never, nonetheless, Horn Lake at Starkville. Now, if you'll recall – En route to maybe the school's first ever state title, yeah. Horn Lake went down to October Hall County and rolled the Yellow Jackets last year. Exactly. Don't you dare think that Coach Chris Jones has forgot about That's that. That's what I said. I don't think this is going to – He was actually good. even quoted in the paper saying, yeah, our guys remember that game. Yeah, they're going to paintbrush <laughs> these guys. Gonna, it's uh, going to be bad. You, I, I see this one getting bad early. I, I think Starkville's going to roll. It's not it, Nothing against Horn Lake. They lost so much. Still got two great players on the defensive side of the ball. Can keep it close. Uh, but based on what we know about Starkville, they're mad. They are locked in. I just, I really expect they're, them to win this game. And more than anything else, they are talented. Incredible. <laughs> all over the all field. All 22 positions. Even their specialists are talented. So and, yeah, and, and they're, they're going to be locked in. They are. I, I like Starkville big. They are. And I got a question for you. You'll be able to answer this for me. Why, when somebody gets beat badly, do they call it getting boat raced? Man, they boat raced them. Cause I, man, you know I, what? You the know, only boat races I think about, Brian, are the ones that like in the Ivy League, like yeah. row, row and crew, yeah. crew. Like they row crew, not yeah. like Method Man and, and Red Man yeah. rowing crew. But you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing. That's the only boat race I know. Yeah. Like, but I don't ever like. That's not. I don't consider that a blowout. Yeah, man. They boat it's a bad them. reference yeah. for whatever they it's worth. Boat raced them. I never understood that. But anywho, moving right along. Uh, Woodshed beating is one I Yeah, like. they swacked them. I, always liked I like swack. I like getting yeah. swacked. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, Madison Central at Olive Branch. Now, sneaky man. Good game. Sneaky good game. Sneaky Nine good and game. two Madison Central versus yes. eight and three OB. Um, Olive Branch's losses, I feel, you know, I've said this before. I feel like they should have lost to Tupelo had Tupelo been healthy. Um, but their losses are good ones to, to, uh, to Oxford. 
Uh, they lost, lost to the Corinth. Corinth. Yep. So it's not like Oxford, uh, uh, Olive Branch is a bad team. I think that in the end, Jimmy Holiday, at quarterback for Madison Central, and that defense are going to be a little too much. Uh, I like Madison Central to move on. The only thing that kind of worries me about this game for Madison Central is it at, it's at Olive Branch. And they could be looking – I, I hate to say – because I know Coach Hart and them do a fantastic job yeah. back down there. But but, uh, but I could see them looking ahead to a matchup that they were more familiar with. I think they may think that they're going to play somebody that they know in the next round that they want revenge on, maybe a game we just spoke about. For sure. But uh, in the end, I, I like for them to win a, a closer-than-expected game. Absolutely, absolutely. Jimmy Holiday's probably the best player on the field. I think so. And usually in the playoffs, these first-round matchups, the team with the best player in those bigger classes yeah. wins because they're so evenly matched everywhere. You now, know what I, do, I mean? I will say this about a player from Olive Branch, Javon Banks, the linebacker from Mississippi State. State commit, commit, yeah. He's probably been the most underrated defensive player talked about. Because you know, there's so many good people. He's McKinley a linebacker, Jackson, right? County is probably the best player in the state. Uh, you know, you got J.J. Pegues. But what's the kid from George State's name or George County's name? Uh, McKinley Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It's a good name. I was about to say. Uh, uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned, he's the second. He's number two in my book as far as McKinley. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, this kid, the one thing I like about this kid, the, the Banks kid, is, you know, a lot of the times, and it's not everybody, not most of them, but sometimes – Kids, once they commit to a D1 school, they kind of take a season off. They don't want to get hurt. They know they're going to be there in the spring maybe, even first semester in the summer. This kid has showed out every single Friday night. The numbers are there. Really done an incredible job. The numbers speak for themselves. I think he will himself keep – he may be the spy on Jimmy That's Holiday. what I was going to ask you. Schematically speaking, is he going to be the spy? Is he the guy who kind of – I don't think he's quite fast enough. Who is? But I think – yeah, I know. But I think he's the guy that's going to be able to keep him in the pocket. Right, yeah. They'll they'll rely on others to cheat in, but that's where, you know, we talk about schematics. That's where Jimmy Holiday's going to be able to beat you. You know, with your tight ends, your slants over the middle. Uh, I, I like Madison in the end, but I expect this game to be a little better than most do. For sure, for sure. All right, moving down to 5A for the area. Uh, we've got Class 5A. Provine at West Point, too much point, right? Uh, there's not much else needs if to be said. Hoop, this if time it was, I mean, Provine's nine and three. They're going to have some athletes, but it's hoop season, and they're ready for it. Yeah, and and, uh, and they're going to be able to start Austin it. Crawley's at Ole Miss now, right? He is at, he is at Ole yes, Miss. So yeah, <laughs> Provine on hardwood, West Point all night. Probably. Yeah, and uh, they're going to get to start it Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball season yeah. here, Provine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving along, Lafayette at Holmes County Central. Here, I'm going to say something. I think this game is going to be really good because there's a lot of unknown here. Yeah. We don't know much about Holmes County Central. You know what I mean? Like, just be real. Be real. And, we I, don't. and, you know, outside of the film they've got this week, Lafayette probably doesn't either, other than coaches they've talked to. Now, I want to say this about Lafayette before we're remiss, talking about them the rest of the year regardless how long they're in it. I don't want to call this a down team for Lafayette. But I think I'd really rather say that the coaching staff over at Lafayette has done a phenomenal job this year getting to this point. They've gotten a so lot out of this, this team. They've gotten more out of this team than I think. They do a good job year in and year out of getting what the, the best they can out of their squad. And, I, and I'm not – this is not to bash any other coaching staff, but I think other coaching staffs with this team – could have possibly folded the tent, Six maybe and lost to Grenada, maybe lost to center, you know, like like those type of games. Uh, but they found a way to win, and kudos to them for actually getting getting where they got. Yeah, you know, you know I and, and you were talking about them being not a down year. I would say this is one of the teams at Lafayette, the few teams at Lafayette that will come through that are inconsistent. Uh, agree, and, and that and that didn't necessarily speak to the coach staff because those guys, like you said, are getting the most that they can out of this right. game. But that speaks to 15, 16 year old kids. You know what I mean? That's just that's just truthfully the way that. 15 and 16 year old kids go right but um i tell you what we're gonna get take a quick break and we're gonna come back with a few more matchups here right after this all right and we're back sorry about that we had a uh a vince gill type emergency my guy mckinley here always doing his due diligence says purveyor of holland funeral directors had a call and when the bat phone rings my man has to go do things so shout out to him for doing what he does should, but anyway should i make t-shirts that or, that say Vince Gill emergency. <laughs> Maybe one of the casket Yes, dude. Yeah. I, I do like one. That, yeah, Hashtag the, go rest out on the back. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But we're back now. Yes. Um, thoughts and prayers to the phone. But anywho, <laughs> moving right along. Shout out to Randy Anderson. We were just talking about Lafayette. No doubt. Uh, State player of the year in 5A. 5A Mr. Yeah, football. 5A Mr. Yeah, football. So, awesome, but uh, we'll wrap up well with them. I like Lafayette to win a I close game down at Holmes County Central. Going on the road for them in the first round is kind of unusual. So, that they will get to host if they do win. Absolutely. And you don't want them on that turf on a cold night no, in November. 
All right, Grenada and Neshoba Central. Neshoba Central eight and three. They got some players down there. They do have. They got uh, two D one running backs. I feel like yeah, they really do. This is an interesting matchup because these are two teams that if you look at their records, you know a lot of people are like, well, man, how do you how do you go eight and three or how do you go six? It speaks to the volumes of, of how the good a competition. You know, Neshoba played Tupelo this year. Yeah. Grenada's got to deal with West Point and Lafayette in division. I think they played Oxford. Uh, both these teams are not scared of anything. This will be a sneaky good game statewide. It will be. Um. Going to make a prediction, even though uh, we don't really get into a whole whole lot of real predictions here. I like Grenada to upset. Okay, I just I just I have like a weird it. feeling. Defensively, about that. they may have yeah. a little too much for them. That's, That's I, where I, their th- their big talent is. I think they match up athletically. Most you know, certainly, you know what they I mean? do. Like you said, they're not scared of anything. Yeah, Thunder for on sure. the water for sure. <laughs> Coming for you, Neshoba County. So a uh, long time ago, <laughs> went to Thunder on the water and saw Mark Chestnut in concert. You did not right at the height of his Bubba shot the jukebox. Oh, Crazy. Man, Speaking of a boat right racing, my... that was going on back then. <laughs> Bubba Hollow said a regular hell. What a great song. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Rest in peace to that album. Oh, I, Mark... thought, I thought you were going to say Mark Chesson. I was going to say he's still alive. <laughs> no, I know. I just he's, I think he's playing frat parties now, but what a what a great he's tune. Playing the, playing the Crossroads Arena in Corinth. <laughs> anyway, um, another interesting game in our area with a really hot team in the uh, the Soto County region. Ridgeland at Lake Cormorant. The Gators. Gator live and well. Rolling right now. And, you know, they have given some teams fits, uh, played West Point close for a while. Uh, they actually, they may have upset Lafayette. I need to go they back did. and look at that. They did. They, they beat did. Lafayette. That's why, that's, they, that's why they're hosting. That's why they're the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, this is a team that nobody knows anything about outside of their that DeSoto County area and that division. This is a team that's sneaky, sneaky tough. Because they have, I mean, you know, it's a young school. Uh, I know you've been by Lake Cormoran. It is yeah, literally used to, used, to, used to go to a lot of athletic contests up there, from football to uh, basketball yeah. games. You know, up there, and you know. I, I, you know, as far as athletes walls. go, it's it's right on that border of the Delta and DeSoto County, and it's where all those country kids go to school. Where they are tough mm-hmm. as nails, man. I'm telling you, I don't want to call it all the way through, but. We could look up in a couple of weeks, and Lake Cormorant could be playing West Point in the five A North Final. No, you're right. Uh, my dad, he was a Horn Lake grad, and uh, you know we're kind of up from the Desoto County of Memphis area. Um, and he always said when he was in high school, the athletes came from Walls, which is where Lake Cormorant is. Right. You know, he's like, you know, that's where our really good athletes came from. Sure. And um, they're in that weird transit area just north of Tunica, where there's not much at. I know that area. And they're, <laughs> and that area knows you. Uh, and they're also that South Memphis. You know what I mean? 61 region. So you get a lot of folks who maybe around there go, I'd like my kid to go to a little bit better school than what's going up here in yeah. Mitchell and stuff like that. So they moved into Lake Cormorant. Yeah. There's also a lot of um, area, I know it's going to sound kind of uh, weird to say, where there are um, casino housing. Yeah. So when there are a lot of internationals come over to live over there, sure. they live there and their kids are now 15, 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they didn't know, the parents didn't know about football. No. But they were really athletic back in their, their homeland. Sure. So now they're here, and it's kind of transferring over, and that's what I'm getting at. No, I, I agree, man. And that's, that's uh, I, I could tell you this just from playing them in soccer and watching basketball games against them. This school is serious about some athletics. Their, 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 their campus is so cool. It's right there off of 69, and uh, it, 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 I, I think that. I'm 61. 61. 61. Uh, remind, correct me if I'm wrong on this. When they started out, I think they were like a one or two A school. Yeah, and they they were just like they, meteoric over like five years. With, yeah, they, well, I think they immediately when they the first classification they were five A, but they played a year or two in that's, independent that's one or right. two. Most of those schools did like Desoto Central did the same thing. Yeah. Lewisburg did, uh, but like the first time they're actually classified, they were they were five A immediately. Yeah, so, I mean they're they're a big school, and they're about three or four years away from being like. Perennial power, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh yeah, you know I mean? from, from establishing themselves this, as a program to be recognized. They're all—they're not quite even a decade old as a school. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think their but first these are year. Kid, these are this is this is a fun fact to know and tell by DSMH, Iowa University of Iowa's number one receiver. You know, Iowa doesn't throw the ball a lot. They're right. ground and pound, two tight ends, eye back, all that stuff. Young man by the name of Brandon Smith is their leading wide receiver. Where did he go to high school two he years Lake ago? Lake Cormorant. Lake Cormorant. Only D one offer. He is their leading receiver. Wow. Crazy athletes in Lake Cormorant. For sure, for sure. I like I like I like Gators. I do too. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to just mention this one here, and it has no real consequence in our area. But I'm going to give a shout out to a buddy of mine uh, who listens to the podcast and the football show every week. Coach Todd Arnold, the basketball yeah. coach at, at West Jones. 
Uh, East Central is playing at West Jones, who's 11 and 0. Oh, West wow. Jones is going to roll big, but I just want to give West Jones a shout out. Nice. He Absolutely. says them and, their, them and their coaching staff actually kind of keeps up with what we do. So I want to give them a shout out. Uh, moving along to 4A, or excuse me, uh, that was 5A. Uh, 1A. I mean, we'll go 4A, my bad. I see. What second you're round. Doing. Second, second round, round. For 4A. Uh, Rosafort at Corinth. Good for Corinth not to have to go to Rosafort because that's always Absolutely. a tricky trip. I think it's a, a little bit different game. I don't think the outcome would have changed. Um, man, we said this last week. Corinth is on a just like I don't know what you'd call it, but like a remember when Goldberg went 138 no and mm-hmm. w, like they're on that kind of mission right now to me. Like Good they, reference they, there. Thank you. Uh, they, <laughs> they uh, man, they're just they're doing everything right. And the mistakes that plagued them last year are not happening this year. Their defense has given up a little over 12 points a game. And that's not even what's the talk of the town every week. It's that wing tee. And nobody is doing it better than than Todd Lowry. It it blows my mind. Uh, And and to speak to this just a little further down the road, Corinth graduates a lot. Mm -hmm. But do not be shocked in year five, four, five, whatever it is in that system, they're right back at it next year with guys ready to do it again. Yeah, plug and play. Uh, Cor- Corinth, to me, is a team that's that's headed for a bigger matchup. They are. I think they, they, they win pretty easily. I agree. Um, you know, they're dominating games now when they're playing schools with like size enrollment. Yes. You know what I mean? When they finally got in their own class, 4 I mean, they beat oh, yeah. OB like we talked about. But when they, when they got to playing 4A schools – They've been, there weren't games. They've been boat racing folks. Yes. I mean, that's been going on for sure. I like them to win big here, like you said, moving on down the line for them. Bigger things going on. Was their last state championship the B. Brown era? B. Brown. Okay, cool. Uh, West the Lauderdale. late Jimmy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, West Lauderdale at Itawamba AHS. Now, we've been talking about some things here in the past few weeks, and we don't like to toot our own horns and stuff like that when we're right. But there is a possibility – for some Bruins going on here in Fulton. Yeah. There's a good team coming up there that not a lot of really folks know good about. Team. An 8-4, and four, the Knights of West Lauderdale. Um, this is a team that played toe-to-toe with Louisville for four mm-hmm. quarters. Yep. Uh, everybody and their mother would have told you before the season started that Louisville is the 4A front runner mm-hmm. without argument. <sighs> this is going to be, to me, the one scare that – Itawamba had all year was against Shannon at home. I think after seeing what we've seen since then, that game was really just a hiccup for them. They didn't play well. Yeah, an anomaly. It, it was exactly what it was. It was an anomaly based on their other scores because, to fit the theme of the podcast, they had boat race people all year long, in division, out of division, you name it. Yeah. This is a week that they have to have everything together. If they do not – because West Lauderdale has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their coaching staff has told them, guys, this team right here is 12-0. They're very, very good. Their backfield is phenomenal. Their defense has been incredible. Who cares? I think that's the message for West Lauderdale this week. Now, if you're Coach Clint Hoots and staff, I think that you don't <laughs> – Sound like a German name. Coach Clint Hoots and staff. Hoots and staff. <laughs> of, the, of the Berlin Of the Hoots and staffs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you're coaching Clint Hoots and staff. And, er, comma, and, and comma staff. Um, I think that you've got to probably motivate your guys a little more this week. Because, simply because, as we've talked about, not to beat a dead horse, the four the four perennial North teams in 4A, obviously, and we'll talk more about a couple of them, Greenwood, right Louisville, Corinth, and Itawamba, everybody's kind of been pointing to that collision course. The one team this week that does have an opponent – that's formidable enough to come on the road and beat them is Itawamba. I look for Coach Hoots to really motivate his guys more to. so than anything yeah. because he could say, guys, you're not going to get to Louisville, you're not going to get to Greenwood, you're not going to get to Corinth without winning this game. Mm-hmm. I like Itawamba to win a close football game. I agree, late. And and and, and just, just to really kind of disagree with myself because in my gut I'm like, man, Les Lauderdale may come up here and win this thing. Mm-hmm. I think the staff at Itawamba does a good enough job. They'll have their guys locked in. They'll have some plays lined up that we talked about the couple last three weeks, maybe where they can get Ike out in space or make Day-Day, you know, get Day-Day in space or get something where they're in a passing package that people have not seen on film. I look sure. at, They'll throw the kitchen sink at West Lauderdale Friday night. I like them to win a close game. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
it'll be one of those games I think they win late. I think it's a yeah. good game for three and a half quarters. Probably the best 4A game in the area. Possibly so, possibly so. Um, but I think it's going to end up being uh, chalk. Is this, or what is it? You know, chalk play. Yeah, chalk play. I'll, the spread's three. It won by about two and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, New Albany is at Greenwood is our next matchup. And like you spoke of, one of the big four and four A is going to be Greenwood. Yeah. Coach Stubblefield and them have, an, have had an awesome year. They have. They can score some points. I don't rule them out as a possible contender in this game. It's going to be really tough. They don't they don't match up athletically right now. No. In, in most games this year in our area, they do. They won't in this one. But the two Stubblefields that I know are going to have their guys ready to play. They will most certainly be ready to play. Uh, I could be – and I, just speaking to both of them, if they could put pads they're ready on, to play. they're ready to play. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think speaking of that – that's probably going to be the difference in this game is on the line of scrimmage. For sure. Um, Colin Stubblefield and Cody Stubblefield are not putting pads on Friday night. Now, if they were in their prime, my pick would probably change. <laughs> For sure. Because you could probably run on the left side all day. But I say that uh, to say that, I, you know, and this I'll just say this now before we move into next week's preview show. Greenwood's my, my – that's my – Pick to win it in 4A this okay. year, and even over Louisville. But uh, I'm going with Corinth. Hats off to, to 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 Cody for year two. I think they're a little bit farther ahead than everybody thought they'd be. At they're going to be. Point. I think they're going to be really good next year. They're 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 moving to where they're going to be really good in football every single year. And North Mississippi's better when New Albany agree. is a force and everything. That's it, that's a that's a fun place to watch a high school football. Game. It's it's good when they're good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see here. Pontotoc at Louisville. And now you mentioned a minute ago, you said Itawamba had the only team coming into town that could probably upset them. And I agree with you. However, I don't count out a Jeff Carter coach team no, sir. with Caleb Hobson playing offense and defense. I do not. Agree. Uh, the matchup plays a little bit more in Pontotoc's favor this year. It does. Obviously, last year, uh, Louisville, um, you know, they, they came up and did what they were supposed to do at Pontotoc. <laughs> Absolutely. This year, I think the tables have turned a little bit as far as everybody thought Pontotoc was going to be a little bit better than they have been record-wise. I don't want to – I want to say don't let that record fool they're you. Six and one in their last seven. Yeah. The, Pontotoc is clicking right now. Um, on paper, this looks like a mismatch. Mm-hmm. What Louisville likes to do is throw the ball around the yard, which is not your prototypical Louisville-type not, team. They like not. to ground and pound. A little different with Coach Shorter. Yeah, Coach Shorter in his days in Knoxby, we know those guys can sling it. Yeah, uh, and it didn't always look pretty, but they always had a guy back there who could fling it fifty-five yards and somebody to run under it. Uh, and those guys are all playing in the SEC now, or the Sun Belt, or wherever. Yeah. Uh, but Pontotoc again in the secondary is their strength defensively. They're going to be able to run with Louisville's athletes. I look for Louisville to actually execute in the run game this week. They're going to need to. It's going to be difficult because obviously we know how good of a job Coach Shorter does. We know how good of a job Coach Carter does. Both teams will be equally prepared for what the other strengths are. Uh, If I'm Coach Carter, I pull out that old Red Bell U green notebook this week Mm -hmm. and dial up a few crazy town plays. I want to see. I'd like to see a couple throwback passes because here's the thing: Louisville and Coach Shorter are smart enough to know if you're using trick plays early, you don't think you've got a chance. That's always kind of the rule of thumb in, in high school football. If they're already trying trick plays, they don't think they can play with us for four quarters. But if you use trick plays for four quarters, it becomes a little bit difficult to prepare for. Then you just become tricky. <laughs> then, then it's like, well, timeout now. They ran two in the first quarter. Hold they're on. on. They're on number seven in the second this is quarter. Their third onside kick. <laughs> Yeah, so third different formation. The key, obviously, I think for Pontotoc, whether they get the ball to start the game or whether they they kick to start the game, is to get Louisville off the field. Yeah, if they can get a three and out early, or they can maybe go get three points early, this game will be a lot better than you expect. Keep Louisville un, un, uh, uneasy. Yes, keep them you know on their heels. Make them think a little bit. Make them think you know that that you know okay we'll we'll, we'll pull away late. Take and then, the. Take the crowd out of it. This, yeah. this time of year there, I'll be honest with you, there's few schools that are packing out their stands. We go to football games every oh, Friday yeah. night. Few schools that are packing out their stands that are really behind their football programs, even the ones that are winning. Yeah. But that's not going to be the case at Louisville. No. And the Pontiac's able to – man, if they were able to get up two scores early and play keep away for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and what it does when you're the more favored team, you're really nervous. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And we have seen a lot of teams – 
blow games they should have won. Well, and you, you know what at, I mean? Because you look at Louisville's schedule yeah. too. They played West Point. Mm-hmm. They played Columbus. They played Starkville. Outside of Starkville, they really haven't seen somebody that can throw the football all year outside of them. You right. Know? So uh, if I'm like I said, if I'm if I'm Coach Carter, I pull out those trick plays. I get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. Uh, and see what you can do in one-on-one because, like I said, Louisville will be prepared for it, but being prepared and seeing it is a little bit different. Absolutely. So, be a close game. I like Louisville in the end, yeah. but hats off to Coach Carter and them, whether they win or not. Been a great turnaround. I still expect big things from Pontotoc moving forward. For sure, for sure. Uh, dropping down to 3A, we got four – these are the four best games pound for pound oh in the class gosh, that I'm going to talk dude. about. And we probably don't need to spend a whole, whole lot of time on them because we could spend an entire oh, yeah. segment on each one of them. But uh, starting off with uh, North Panola at Houston, 8-3 and three versus 8-3. and three. Dude. <sighs> Man, I mean, I would like to say this is the best game of the week. Uh, but the other three are <laughs> really, really good <laughs> yeah. also. I mean, um, North Panola obviously opened some eyes last week. They did. Four seed in that division. Uh, has obviously kind of flexed its muscle as, you know, a little bit better division than the other. Yes. Uh, I say that to say that Houston got to see that last week. Mm -hmm. They themselves went on the road and did something that most people didn't think they do. So this is two teams that just went on the road. They defeated the weaker of the Judds. And and they they both scored an upset on paper. They did. Do not be surprised if everybody's preseason predictions came a little bit more true this week than what's happened throughout the season. Last week, I picked against Houston. This week, I will be damned if I pick against Houston. I think that they're very, very aware of what North Panola did to Boonville. They're not going to let that happen if they are marginally healthy enough. Absolutely. Uh, They were still banged up last week. I don't think Rich Alford played. Uh, and I, if he did, he was hobbled. He was hobbled. That's what. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, he was he was not a hundred percent healthy going in. But if they can get their defense healthy enough, those guys that have stepped in for some of the injured guys late in the year can add what they they have added throughout the back end of the schedule. This is going to be an incredible game. But I like Houston at, the end, at I, home. I like Houston. I think they might be getting a couple guys back this week or a little bit more yeah. health. I've, I think I heard that through the grapevine. Um, like I said, I. Hearing the uh, the relief in Coach Harden's voice, yeah, I, th- I mean, I know he takes every game every week as it comes, but Absolutely. I think they were really thinking, man, if we can just get through this week, last week, and get healthy for next, we'll week. have a few more. Um, I don't like to say this phrase, but a few more bullets in our gun. You know yeah, what I mean? We we'll have a few, more, a few more players at our disposal, and I think that's going to happen for him this week. I agree. Um, I look for it to be a really good game, and. I don't like to play favorites, but he's actually a personal friend. Sure. Coach Coach Mackins, Coach Reed Flower. Reed Flower's like a brother to me. I'm rooting for those guys because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the goats, for sure, for sure. Same here. Um, Knoxby County at Senatobia. Ding, ding, ding. The Ring the bell with this heavyweight matchup. All right, so pick the year, take out the stats, don't look at scores. Everybody picks Knoxby County. Mm-hmm. Brian, you and I have seen Senatobia this year. They are absolutely no joke. And one of the best coach teams in the area. Oh, my God, man. In the state. I mean, I mean not the area. You you know. would, absolutely. <laughs> this is the, re- um, the region. Let me say this, too. You know, Knox would be hosted last week, correct? Yeah. As a two seed. As a two, yes. So, Knox be hosted, so they should have to go on the road, too. It's at Senatobia. It's at That's Toby what Town. I thought. Okay. Yeah. This game's played in Knoxby. I think it's an easy prediction. Knoxby wins. Well, it's not an easy prediction because I could easily see Senatobia going down there and winning. But right. I think because it is in Senatobia, I have no, in my, no doubt in my mind that the Warriors are going to come out on top. I like that. Um, Amanda Elsey at Independence. Wildcats, Buck Snort, stand up. Dude, I think that Independence played on a lot of emotion last mm-hmm. week, obviously, uh, for reasons we're not going to talk about on here. But there's always something to be said for a team that – I don't want to say they have nothing to lose because it's in the playoffs and they expect to be here. But there's always a little something to be said for a team that's dealing with the interim, dealing yeah. with the right now. I don't know a lot about Amanda Elsie. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, they had a good win they last week. they got good week, athletes, man. And they have good athletes. We know that much. But I think Independence is on a mission to probably get a rematch with one of those two that beat them. You're right. In the playoffs. And you know, or in the division play. I think, and, and this is not to ever contradict kind of what you just said there, but sometimes I think as a general public, we um, 
we we label those games wrong as saying they're playing with nothing to lose. Right. And I, I really think it might actually be, man, they're playing with everything to gain. They're proving a that's, point. That's right. That's that's you know a I mean? better way. They're, I mean, they're they're they're, in, they're trying to prove a point. They're trying to win this game for themselves. Yeah. The person beside them, and maybe people that aren't there. That's so th- exactly that's what right. I'm getting at here. You know what I mean? That's they, a really they absolutely well have nothing to lose, but they have a whole lot to show if they win this game. So right. it'll be a good game. I like the Wildcats to win. I I'm, I'm rooting hard for them. That's Same for sure. Here. Um, let's see here. Water Valley at Choctaw County. You Could boys, you stop? You ever, I mean, I can't. This is the last one we're going to talk about in 3A, I promise. <laughs> you look disheveled. But this is going to be a great game. Oh, my gosh. And is that Choctaw, Choctaw County? Choctaw County yeah. has been like the Bermuda Triangle this year, unknown. And then you roll up and you beat Knoxville by 10. You beat Houston. And that's where good football teams go to die. Yeah. That's, that's what's going and, on down there. You know, everybody expected Choctaw County to finish as the three in this division. Yeah. Behind Houston, behind Knoxville County. Now, if Houston's healthy full year, who knows? That being said, there's obviously a really, really good football team down there. This week, I think the magic runs out. Okay. Because I know that based on what – I'll tell you a score that stood out to me last week. I know exactly uh, more what you're so going for. Yeah. Water Valley 44, Kossuth 7. Mm-hmm. I expected this game to be 28 Is that all they put up? I thought they put up more than that. They may right. have. They might have, yeah. Anyway, they put up a ton of points. But ever since we watched Senatobia beat Water Valley in overtime, because that game could have been gone either one way. One of the best games we have of the year. The, no, no doubt. <laughs> Water Valley may get back to the state championship. Uh Coach Brad Embry does a phenomenal job. The athletes are there. He's got a great quarterback who is a true duel. And not, I don't mean when I when I say he's, he is not afraid of contact. Mm-hmm. He is a Tim Tebow style of quarterback. He can throw it well, but when he runs, his head down, his head is down, both arms wrapped around the ball. It's like he got the ball handed to him. It's a luxury having a guy like that when, let's say, it's third. Jacob Truss yeah, is let's, his name. Let's say when it's third and four. And you know you're in four down territory. Oh yeah, you can bag off two runs in a row. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't have if to. If he doesn't get it on the first, you don't have one. to think. Oh man, we got. We might have to throw on fourth and two. I mean, yeah. Or you know, or do we need to throw on third and five? He's not going to be able to get away from pressure. He goes two pressure. Yeah, he, he brings, he brings pressure. the pressure to you. Uh, and I think that Coach Oakley would agree with that too, based on what we saw two weeks ago. But uh, I like Water Valley, man. I, I, you know, I, I, not to anything to diss Choctaw County, but man, I, I'm telling you. Water Valley impressed the fire out of me two weeks ago, albeit a loss. Yeah, for sure. And all signs are pointing towards 11 and 0 Columbia in the south, right? They're pretty, Correct. They're, they're pretty good. Yazoo County's 10 and 2. In 2A, Charleston at East Union. A, con- a tale of two contrasting styles here, Very I, w- much I would so. like to say. Big night in Blue Springs, though. A huge, biggest football game in the history of the program. Yeah. You know, you're hosting a football power in this state. Second year in a row they've been division champs, right? Didn't yes. they win it last year? Yes, uh, and had an early exit last they did. year. This year they've got their feet wet a little bit. Won a big playoff game last week with a pretty convincing score. Um, man, th- you talk about, like you said, Brian, two contrasting styles. We know Charleston's going to line up. They're going to put 11 guys on the ball, and they're going to run it right at East yep. Union. Which, knowing how good of a job Kevin Walton does over there in Blue Springs and Sherman. <laughs> I, lo- I love talking Sherman about Sherman. Sherman going to release But, no, uh, he's, the game plan defensively is going to be there. Offensively, I don't know that Chalk Talk – or, excuse me, I don't know that Charleston has seen a team that can wing it like East Union does. I don't know if they can keep up. And, and, being honest and, and, and it, if you'd asked me five years ago, you know, Charleston had East Union, I'd have said they're playing in the is playoffs. There a, is there a spread in this game? Yeah. yeah. I think the table's turned this year. I think East Union, like Independence, has a little bit of a point to prove. Agreed. They're 9-2. and two. They won their division. Their losses are two very good football teams. New Albany, I can't think of their other loss. But, man, I'm telling you, this is a team that sneakily could be looking up and playing Calhoun City in a couple of weeks. I agree. Uh, I like East Union in a close one. I agree. I like East Union to win here. Uh, moving along, speaking of the uh, Calhoun City, South Delta ten and one. Wow. At the Boneyard, Calhoun City eight and three. South Delta ten and two season is nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's it's a it's a it's a bowl. It's a it's a it's a very good thing. If you were playing on Saturdays, you'd be going to the Cotton Bowl this sure. year. But your season, unfortunately, is going to end this weekend. Yeah, I don't City. care how good you are coming in. I really don't either. It's that time of year. Calhoun City is also – they don't have a point to prove. They've proved right. their point for the last 20 years. But 
it's 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 Friday night in the Boneyard in the playoffs, Brian. Who goes in there and beats those guys? No, yeah, I agree. You can count on one hand the past. 10 so years. in two thousand and three, I saw like a maybe a ten and one, nine and two South Delta football team come up to Ecru, yeah, and play the North Pontiac Vikings. Who were like seven and four, led by McKeero, Shelley, Will Ruff, <laughs> Reed Flowers, kicking the ball all through the uprights over there, and I saw North Pontiac wax them. Didn't throw a pass all night long. Um, so my point is, you don't know what you're getting out of the South Delta. I don't know what I don't know who they've played. I don't know what's going on down there. But I really think that ten and one record is a little bit misleading. It is. I and think you know, it is. and the, the it, South Delta's and and they're amongst kind of like Amanda Elsey. They're one of those schools that doesn't really go challenge themselves early. They're going to play schools close to them financially. It makes sense. They yep. get a bigger gate. Mm-hmm. Which kudos to them for that. I can see South Delta beating up on like O'Bannon. Yeah, you know what I mean. People like that. And they've uh, Riverside. They've got a nightmare coming Friday. Night. They do. They do. It's gonna be a scary night at the Boneyard yep. for sure. Calhoun City, big. Yep. Uh, Northside, eleven and zero at Eupora, four and seven. Brian, we the North. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Let me say this: in an unexpected, by most, big win. Eupora rolls up to Walnut last week, who's averaging. 30 points a game. And have two studs And have up two there. studs. Two guys that are probably going to play on Thursday night next year in this state. Uh, and comes out with a big win. Yep. I'll be low scoring. Uh, but Wins this, a win. But this week, I don't know much about Northside, but I know they have a zero by the end of their name. I like them to win, you know, it, for lack of a better <clears throat> explanation. But I like North. I, I like you poor from a traditional perspective to keep this game closer than expected. I agree. Uh, Northside is one of those things. We actually have checked their scores. Yeah. And their scores are not misleading. They're legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were consolidated the school district over in the Shelby area of the Delta, which is yeah. uh, 61 north of Cleveland, I think. Uh, so there is a, there are a lot of good athletes. The Shelby Brosher used to be a oh, big basketball yeah. team. Yeah, I forgot. So you start that. combining all those little schools over there. It's a couple 1A schools make a yeah. 2A school. Borderline almost three. Is that where DJ Stewart played high school basketball? I think he was Riverside. Riverside. Yeah, he, Riverside. he was Riverside. Okay, but they're, they're, Riverside is a team that – Plays, very similar. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Okay. You know, once every every once in a while they'll have a really good group sure. come through. And uh, Northside's kind of doing the same thing here. But I like them to roll. I do too. And then uh the final team in the area in this classification, East Webster, ten and one at Pelahatchie, ten and two. Pretty good game. Pre- pretty good game right here. Um, Two really good records, and it's at Pelahatchie. So at Pelahatchie, which uh, you'd have to give them a little bit of an advantage. A little it's bit. Nice trek. I, I'd for, give for them. A, I'd make it a Pelahatchie minus three. Yep. Uh, but you know. Kind of like, kind of like Oxford. Oxford lost to Startwell, rolled everybody else. East Webster lost twenty eight seven to Calhoun City. I think seven weeks ago. Yeah, completely murdered everybody since. Yep. I like for them to go on the road and get a win. I like that too. I like that too. All right, one A. Uh, interesting game here right off the bat. I, I mean, I don't think the score is going to be much of a contest, but a really good matchup here. I think early on, West Lowndes eight and three at Biggersville nine and one. Ooh, Brian. It's going to be a field full of athletes. That's oh the thing. Oh, my gosh. So, it's, you know. Well, let's, let's, t- let's talk about this just for a second. And I just, I'm trying to jog my memory real quick. Uh, West Lowndes was a 35-24 loser to Nanawaya. Had the lead at half. Yeah, they did. Lost 14-2 to Noxipater. 14-2? Yes. Safety. I remember board. that, yeah. But holding Noxipater yeah. to 14 <laughs> is my point. Just, yeah. um, this team is not scared to go on the road. Mm-mm. Um, and they match up athletically. And they match up incredibly well athletically. Believe it or not, Brian, um, <laughs> I like West Lowndes to win this football game. Okay. I'm just calling it now. Just to be safe, would not shock me if Biggersville won. We know about Biggersville. Quentin Knight, uh, Coach Pratt does a phenomenal job up there. Year two for them, uh, being dominant, winning their division. But uh, there's just something about that 1-1-A division. Those guys are battle-tested. You know, yeah. Biggersville hasn't really had a tough game since they went two ball when it yeah. won. Well, uh, so, I, I like, like West Lowndes. I like your bold prediction there, but you were wrong by saying you like to be safe and choose West Lowndes. If you want to be safe, you choose Biggersville because you got to drive through there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, I, lo- they're, I love when we disagree, And they're, they're a tough group of a pair. They are. They absolutely and, are. And truthfully, I like them to win a dirty, nasty Game. Could totally see I, that. I really do. I really I could see it being turnover field for both teams. I could see like I, I really I, I I an ugly game for a bigger. Well, you know, we haven't had Coach Pratt called in this year, but we've had some other people call in from that other division, and I've just kind of I've got that feeling just through the grapevine after talking to a couple coaches that played against West Lowndes. 
this is not a game Biggersville can look over, and no. they won't. And they won't. I like Biggersville to win a close one there. Okay. I, I like I like to go so out. Is that our first disagreement? Legit disagreement. First le- legit yeah, like, like disagreement we're both, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love um, it. We're not going to disagree on this one. Ooh. Myrtle at Noxipater. Oh, man. I hate this because if we have a player that we celebrate on this show and on the Friday night show, it's Mr. A.I. Nugent. Unfortunately, I feel like their season's going to come to an end Friday night. We know what Noxipater's got going on. Yeah. Um, but hats off to them. Year two playing football, and they make it to the second round. And what New could t- be considered the toughest bracket in all mm-hmm. of one A North. Uh, you know, I, I I like Noxipater to win. I think the game will be close for a quarter or two, maybe. But uh. Yeah, man. Hats off to Myrtle and AI Nugent, man. Somebody's going to get a good, really good football player out of that kid. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Moving on to probably what's going to be the most lopsided game of the state of the week in playoff football. Oh, Brian, don't do it too And much. hold on now. i got to speak near and dear to my heart. Uh, when I was born, my first home was located on the campus of Coldwater High School, the Cougars. My dad was the girls' basketball coach there. We lived on campus. Uh it was a really good good youth uh, growing up there for a little while. Then we moved to Independence. But anyway, Coldwater is traveling to Nanawaya to play playoff football game. And before we delve in to make – we're not even going to make predictions. We're going to move right along. I'm going to go ahead and say this. The people of Coldwater are pissed that they didn't start basketball games last week. I'm just going they're, – they're trying to figure out how in the heck they, they probably won. canceled too. <laughs> they're, they're like, Dad, gum, man. Whoever yeah. is coaching at Coldwater. They went 4-7. and seven. I'm proud of the, them, man. They're a good year. Because they, they have gone multiple years in a row. Not recently, but at times. Were, it's not a football town. I have seen years where they couldn't field a team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And they had a football program, and they couldn't get 11. So, yeah. shout out to them for going 4-7. and seven. I, I wholeheartedly and agree with that. We pick at them, but it's really a noble deal, for real, for them to, to go it, over there. It really is. And I will say this. Game gets out of hand, which it will. Keep those guys that are going to play in that gym on Tuesday and Friday nights healthy. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. Ain't nobody playing in that gym on Tuesday and Friday nights that matters playing in this football game. <laughs> they didn't even go out. I'm just being real. And if they did, that's why they're four and seven. That's you're because because they right. got some athletes. Absolutely. But anyway, we joke about that. But but good luck hats to, off Co- to them. But, but hats off to them for having a good year. Nanaway is the class of this of this class it's so far. So man. which moves along to our game of the week and the final matchup of the one A playoff slate for us in the region. Oh, that's good. Ready to rumble. And our Fish House Friday pick of the week. <laughs> Tupelo Christian Prep at Baldwin. Ooh, Brian. Yes. I know you and I don't have a good history with fireworks, but if I could buy some for Friday night, I'd fire them off after every <laughs> score because, man. Some whistling kitty chasers. <laughs> McKinley and I almost died in the outfield of Pontotoc's baseball oh my gosh. field shooting homecoming fireworks from Pontotoc one year. Thank you, Mike Griffin. It was like Vietnam going off around us, <laughs> from what I was told. Anyway. Yeah, my back was to it, besides that one that went by my ear. Yeah. But that one anyhow, that to the game, 1A's two best statistical, and maybe period, guys under center. Man, this will be, be on fun. the same field at the same time. Brian, there is no prediction that makes sense for this game. Maddox Ritchie coming off the best statistical game he's had all year, 401 yards, six touchdowns uh, in last week's playoff win. And then there's Kai Holiday, who's thrown for 8 million yards and ran for another 4 million this thrown year. Thrown for miles worth of yards. Um, man, no kidding. This is going to be a game, and we'll get to see it up close and personal. Who can get a stop when it matters? Now, that's not necessarily I say to mean that in the fourth quarter with two minutes left. But the way momentum works, the way even matchups work, it could be in the middle of the second quarter, somebody gets in the red zone, decides to go for it, the other team gets a stop. You're right. Gets yeah. the ball back, goes down and scores themselves. Maybe that same team. Team gets the ball back at half, yeah. goes up. Who, who gets that two for of, one at half? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I would not be teetotally shocked if this is one of those games where both teams score on the first four possessions and we're staring at twenty-eight up at halftime. Yeah, you you said prediction probably can't made. The only thing I can predict is points. I wholeheartedly agree. Both teams, and it's mm-hmm. not to diss the defenses of both these teams. They've been solid. 
but neither of these teams have seen exactly a mirror image of themselves right. yet. And and I, I'll say this, you know, all football coaching coaches coach speak. If you ask Coach Holiday and, and and you know the coaches have a ball one. What do you think about the game? They'd say, man, I want to be balanced and I want to have a really good defensive performance. I'm gonna be for real. Both teams are very comfortable playing in the 40s. I was just about to and say, and I think the same they both thing. would kind of like to do that. And and you know, it's gonna be one of those things. Maddox Ritchie comes out, throws mm-hmm. a 60 yard bomb mm-hmm. in the first two minutes. Kyle Huddleston gets the ball back and goes on a five-play drive. Say, all right, y'all want to run it up? Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and say, if it's 10-7 in the fourth quarter, there's going to be two uneasy coaching staffs trying to there figure out. Go- <laughs> if it's 10-7 in the, in the fourth quarter, I expect a natural disaster yeah. to, to hit Latimer Field and ball. Something has happened, yeah. But, Brian, you and I will be there. We are definitely going to be there. And, man, we're going to eat at Agnews before and may even have a voice of the Bearcats, David uh, – David Jenkins with us. Yeah, it, David Jenkins gets to meet the mayor of Tacopola. What do you think about that? That's that's a big time meeting for him. <laughs> for sure, more so than any. But <laughs> what a game! Best game on the slate, one through yeah. six, and, 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 and I cannot wait for it, man. We will be there. We have not had a chance to see either team all year. Incredibly excited to do so. I'm excited. It's going to be a really good time. All right, well, moving on to our brethren at the MAIS to wrap yes! the preview show. You know, I love the MAIS. It's getting down to uh, cutting time, as <laughs> they would yeah. say in the MAIS. Uh, Final fours in each classification. Love so, um, in our area, there are uh, no teams in 1A. They have all been yeah. eliminated. Um, Not many teams up this way. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that would have been like your Cone Academy, sure. and they had to forfeit mm-hmm. enough players. Uh, but in 2A, we, uh, we actually do have a team in the area. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Uh, traveling to Marvel, Arkansas, who is 10-1, we have the 9-2 and two team from Columbus Christian. Now the time <laughs> has come. <laughs> So yeah, I don't. I'm. Pretty, I don't know anything. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for. Cause I, I want to hear. Anytime another. Mississippi gets to go head to head with Arkansas, yeah. I'm rooting for Mississippi. And I don't like posers being our uh, organizations from the other state. Get your own state. Yeah, for real. For real. Come play with big boys. And we'll take back North Point from the TWSAA while we're at it for sure. <laughs> All right, three A, a game that's actually of big relevance in our area. Okay. Uh, Indianola Academy, my former school that I yeah. went to for a little while. Playing at Winona Christian. Now, this is actually a pretty good game this coming up. This one will be really good. A's 8-4, and four, the Colonels. Okay. Uh, Winona Christian is 9-2. and two, And we know Winona Christian lost two games back-to-back early in the yeah. year. Uh, but, man, Indianola always rounds into form this time of year. They sure. play a tough slate. They always play your your pillows oh, and yeah. people like that. And then, man, they beat Marshall. They went Which to Marshall. Which is a great win any year. And now, this year, this, this week, they go to uh, they go to Winona. So, right down, this, right down 82 for them. I so. like uh, – I like uh, Junior Graham. Mm-hmm. Experience plays this time of year. If there's anybody in this state that's been there this time of year, it's Junior Graham. I think he's got five state title rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't look up to look for him to roll, uh, but I, I'm going to go with Wine on a Christian. Okay, I'm totally cool with that. I'm going to I'm going to go opposite from you and have no no basis on this. There's two. Well, the other one was a legit. The other one was a legit one. Oh, you just yeah. want to be that guy. This one I'm going for that because uh, you know I I was actually a former junior high football player for the Neal Academy Colonels. And uh, I'm really rooting Tugging hard. Tugging at your kernels. It is. Um, shout out to my friends uh, Shannon Rainey, her and her husband uh, Jason. They have a couple boys that play there. And, nice. And, you know, and all the a lot of those kids that are playing for IA, I played and went to school with their long parents. Long time ago. Yeah, a long time okay, ago. Cool. So I see all them cool. and stuff. So shout out to them. And uh, hopefully they win this week. We'll get a call. So Absolutely. Um, uh, 4A in uh, in our area, there are no teams uh, okay. of reference. Uh, Clarksdale Lee, I don't know if the Colts are listening to us much over there in the yeah. Delta, but they're playing at Riverfield. Uh, but in 5A, we most certainly have two good matchups from Monsters. our area. Uh, Starkville Academy, 8-4 eight and, four, eight and four at Adams Christian. Adams Christian's okay. a pretty good team down from the south. Starkville That's Academy, a too. Yeah, Starkville Academy's pretty hot. I think they beat Mag Heights mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, Great maybe win. last week. It's a good win for them. Uh, and also we got Pillow Academy at Heritage Academy. Now that this is a really big matchup, truthfully. Dude. Uh, the Mustangs of Pillar are nine and two, a traditional power. Heritage twelve and zero, and this scares me for Heritage, kind of like Itawamba. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's actually a capable team coming to your house this and week. They, they haven't, they haven't played many. In, there's not many on their schedule that match up like this. I say that to say this. I think you swap Heritage Heritage's jerseys with like somebody like a Calhoun City's. Mm-hmm. You may not know the difference. Okay. Based on this year, uh, Heritage has got some serious, serious talent. Um, you're about to say something funny, aren't you? I ain't going to lie. I'll know if you swap this case. Well, you know, 
I meant on size. <laughs> I know it's too big of that. I know. But it. Heritage is a very, very real. Yeah. M A I S. They really are. Team. They have got some division. I was thinking one them in Boonville. Yeah, that's that's much better. <laughs> much much better. I see, I see where you're going with that. But um, but no, Heritage has stepped out and played some MHSA. Do they have an Ole Miss lineman? Like an they SEC do. Kind they, of guy? they have an SEC left tackle. Okay, yeah. Uh, which which obviously, if if Matt Luke is wanting a left tackle in the private school sector, Man, he needs a left tackle. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they're serious about this For kid, sure. and and they've actually got a couple of backs. Yeah. That are getting some serious consideration as well. So, uh, I, I like Heritage to win this game. So, and I like for them to keep it rolling. Uh, don't be surprised if this is very, very tight late. I agree. Um, you know, one of the things I spoke about earlier uh, in the podcast before we wrap up was late in the year, even if teams are in the playoffs, sometimes their schools yeah. don't necessarily pack the stands. That's not the case in the MAIS. No, sir. That is not the case. Full force track. They are not playing a basketball right game right now. They're not like the no. public school. They're, they've canceled them. Right. Until, they won't play until they're done. Yeah, they might, and, and Heritage might not play until December. There might not be anything and, going and on. And I'll say this, too, just based on MAIS. Kind of like teams have – you know, we talked about Tupelo South and all there. Yeah. Scott, you know, this is a kind of a boundary war. You know, like the Delta doesn't necessarily like – the GTR or Northeast Mississippi or Jack, you know, MAIS, those rivalries really come out. Oh yeah. A lot of those kids go to, go to school later with each other, not playing football. Yeah. And it's a big prideful thing for a team from the Delta to come over to Columbus and, and lock horns. You're right. And it's, it's kind of lining up in 5A for a pillow startville rematch. I think they played last year in the state finals. Maybe, maybe they they play often. You know what I mean? But I want to speak to something you just said real quick. And I know it's a football podcast. We talked about people from the MAIS going to school later with oh, each yeah. other. Fraternities are even segregated. You 100%. know what I mean? Like, like you know, you'll have your KAs, and they'll be the guys from Clarksdale Lee and Indianola. Right. And then you got like, you know, I guess your whatever, whatever. Sigma Chi's, yeah. Jackson. And they're Freya, the JA, Jackson, the MRA yeah, guys, Academy, and then you got yeah. your guys from over the goal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, but, it's but the same way. I just thought about that because I actually lived through. I mean, I've got friends that that played in these rivalries, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, man, I hate Pilla." Like, yeah, where? The only game I lost in junior high football was the Pillar. Uh, we were playing. We were up. Uh, we were up by five points, and it was uh, last play of the game. Eighty yards to go for Pillar Academy, and uh, and we were like, you know what, we're okay here. We only had eleven people on our football team. You know, we were undefeated, yeah. and uh, Pillar had not thrown a pass all game. They were in a toss sweep, and they tossed it to Scott Goldberg, the tailback. And all eleven guys on the Enola Academy football team we was to about to, to go tackle, tackle Scott, Scott Goldberg. Goldberg. And he looked downfield and yeah, threw it to guys open. <laughs> <laughs> they ran a halfback pass with no time left to beat In us. junior <laughs> high. The plums on that coach. <laughs> the, the plums on my coach for not saying, no, right, a, hey, man, y'all go stand on the goal line. Yeah. Why are we blitzing? <laughs> but anyway, but that was that. But anyway, that, man, that wraps up the preview pod. Um, this will be our last official WCBI Miss 98 preview pod, but yes. McKinley and I are going to keep talking about the football games all the way up through the end of the games in Hattiesburg. Absolutely. It's a big deal. And then when those wrap up, we'll start talking some hoops. But we want to give Absolutely. basketball its due diligence, and we want to For give sure. football its proper respects, too. So. Absolutely. Um, We'll wrap see up. it all the way out the door. Yeah, for sure. Right out, right out the door. Get its coat for it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> before we wrap up, McKinley, tell everybody where they can find us and uh, where they can find us Friday night for our final uh, Miss 98 School Board Show. So you can find us on Twitter personally at McKinley Holland and BD Baldwin 24. Uh, you could follow us on MS98Scores uh, to follow the show. Tweet at us. Let us know you're listening. We'll give you a shout-out live on the radio. This is last week for that. we don't get any more opportunities to this year, folks. Yeah, so. and all you women that are always texting me on Friday night, <laughs> ask me what I'm doing after the show. This is your last time to do that, too. So. <laughs> It happens. Uh, and, of course, uh, listen to us Friday night on 97.5 FM in the northeast Mississippi area. Uh, you can get online and listen to us at, M- at miss98.net. Yep. And then there's an app that I always forget. The Miss right? 98 app The awesome. Miss 98 app. I have friends who go up to Pickwick, and they're hanging out up there for their football games or on Friday night, and they listen to us up there every Friday night. Get on one of those big yachts. If you're if you're a fan of Tish or Alcorn Central or somebody this time of year that's just – out fishing or something, Gone get on that fishing. app and, and yeah. get, get get listening to yeah. us. But we sure appreciate you folks listening to us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another preview show. Uh, it'll be less games. We'll break them down a little bit heavier than yeah. we did this week. And each week it'll get a little bit more in-depth. But we sure do appreciate you listening again. Check us out Friday night on the WCBI Miss 98 scoreboard show. We'll see you guys next week.